My message today is entitled, Know Your Homeland. Do you know your homeland to which you have been called? A mainstay of this church is to say the Lord's Prayer. We say it every week. We say it at every meeting. We say it, you know, and that's, that's one prayer. We talk about praying from our heart, but that's one prayer, one tradition of this church is to say the Lord's Prayer. But do you really know what we're praying for when we do? When we pray the Lord's Prayer, we must understand what we are asking of God. Not just something we do because of a tradition. If our hearts are attuned to God, then we're actually asking God to do something. My question is, do you know what we're asking God to do? In the prayer, we declare to Him, Your kingdom come. In order to see God's kingdom come, this can only be realized by faith. Our natural eyes and our natural senses too often try to prevent us from believing God by faith, which is absolutely necessary to see God's kingdom come. We want to touch it. and We want to see it. See it. We want that evidence. We want that proof. That's how our flesh works. That's how the world is programmed to make you think you have to touch it in order to believe it. So it's constantly working against our faith, but we will not see His kingdom come by natural senses. It is only by supernatural faith that we will see His kingdom come. Faith operates at a supernatural level and is not thrown off course by things in the natural that change all the time. The things that we see around us change all the time. And even though it may rattle us or it may unsettle us, it does not shake God because God operates in the supernatural realm. In fact, the more that things change on the surface and the more impossible something may seem in the natural, the more deeply ingrained faith operates in the will of believers who walk by faith and not by sight. It is by faith that the great promises of God have been realized since the very beginning of time. It is by faith, even now today, that true Christians remain in God's will to see His kingdom come, not by the efforts of man, but by the power and the wisdom of God. So, that brings us to our question. What is faith? Well, we know whenever we have a question, we go to God to get the answer. What is faith? Hebrews 11, verse 1. This is a great faith chapter. But Hebrews 11, verse 1 tells us, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Through, though faith cannot be seen and cannot be touched, it is the currency by which heavenly transactions take place in supernatural realms. By faith, Breakthroughs occur in the supernatural realm far before they're manifested in the natural. That's why when you pray for something and you don't see something immediately, it doesn't mean that God's not hearing your prayer. When we go to prayer and through prayer warfare, we believe that God is doing something in the supernatural realm first. There's battle going on, there's prayer warfare, and we're believing that God is moving even though we cannot see it. But if we believe and hold on to it, that's the evidence of things not seen is that God is moving even when we don't see the answer yet. So when you look around our world today and you wonder what's going on, where's God? Guess what? God's fighting a battle for those who are trusting Him in the process. 
Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. There's evidence that God can see. We can't see it unless we believe it by faith and believe God at His Word. Amen? Faith is a substance that we hold on to until the evidence can be seen. What am I saying? I'm saying that when we pray for God's intervention, for His hand of healing, for His will to be done, and for His kingdom to come, we can't be swayed by what's going on in the natural. We can't keep changing our prayers or changing our beliefs because of what we're seeing in the natural. If we do, it's like we're saying, God, you haven't started moving yet. And God's saying, I'm fighting a battle. My angels are fighting the battle. There's great things going on in the supernatural. Just believe and stand by faith because God's will be done and God's kingdom will come. We need to stand and believe God at His Word. True faith does not get discouraged when conditions seem to be unchanging around us. True faith keeps our focus on God and not what we see and hear and touch. True faith is found through spending time with God through prayer, through meditations, through reading His Word, and conditioning ourselves from being influenced by the distractions around us. That's why Jesus said, go to your quiet place. Go to your quiet room. Block out the distractions. Turn off the TV. Chuck the phone across the room. Turn off the Internet. Get away from people that are just trying to discourage you or pull you into gossip. Get alone with God. And that's when we hear God. And the more we hear God, the more we build up our faith. We all need more of that to get through 2021 and beyond. By faith, we begin to see God's kingdom come and His will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. What does that mean? It means that God's true people take their orders and get their instruction from our heavenly commander. It means that we're not swayed or knocked off path by the ordinances or the fear of man, no matter how persuasive they may be. We move to the beat of God's drum, not the prideful inclinations of man's heart. So how do we tell the difference? To make sure we are influenced by God's ordained representatives in the earth and not by imitations. Because there are a lot of imitations out there. The Bible even tells us there will be many that come in Jesus' name in the last days. Many come in Jesus' name. So how do we tell the difference? Well, we must follow the Clear instruction from God's Word. Matthew chapter 7, verse 16. says, You will know them by their fruits. It is the fruit of one's life, not simply the words of their mouth, that we will know if others are walking by the Spirit of God instead of by the nature of their flesh. Too many people today judge others by the leaves or the blossoms instead of waiting for the fruit to appear and learn how to know them by their fruits. It takes great patience for a tree to go from bud to leaf to blossom to fruit. Likewise, patience is one of the gifts given by God to show us His Spirit working in one's life. Hebrews 6, verse 11 says, And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish. What causes us to become sluggish is when we lose our hope 
because we're distracted by what's around us instead of holding on to that same hope and that same faith and the same promises that the people way before us have been holding on since the beginning of time. I know there's things that are unsettling to our minds, but they shouldn't be unsettling to our spirit because our God is a faithful God. Hebrews 6, verse 12 says, Imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. You see, faith, faith works with patience in those who are walking by the Spirit of God. This is the fruit that we are to be seeking to guide us and also to be manifested in ourselves as well. Faith and patience. If you look around by what and by and who you are currently being influenced by and do not see faith and patience in them or in your own thoughts and attitudes and words and actions, then would you be courageous enough to take a step back? Listen, all of us are led astray at times. All of us are fooled at times. But would you be courageous enough to say, you know what, I thought it was the right path. I don't see faith and patience. I've not been looking for the fruits. I've been moved by words. I've been moved by things. I, I need faith and patience working together because that's how we inherit the promises of God. Go to the Word of God for direction and conviction leading to a much-needed course correction. We must be led by faith. Hebrews 11.2 For by it, speaking of faith, for by it the elders obtained a good testimony. It has been the endearing godly faith of people throughout history and not their traditions that has allowed them through patient continuance to obtain a good and solid testimony. Likewise, we are given the following examples of faith in history and up to now to understand God's workings in the world to have His kingdom come. Understand there's faith and patience together. Sometimes people come up and have this crazy testimony right at the very beginning of their walk. And so God does something great to get their attention, and that's great. But they start bragging and talking about how it is, but they haven't been through a trial yet. And then a trial comes and some fall away because it's faith and patience working together. So praise God for the breakthroughs. Praise God for the miraculous things He does in our life. But until we go through a trial, that's when that faith sticks. Those of you who have been through trials throughout your lives know what I'm talking about. Faith and patience are needed to inherit the promises of God. Hebrews 11.3 By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith, we understand that God is the one who holds all things in place. This is why we are called to pray. This is why we are called to walk by faith and not by sight. This is why we are commanded to seek first the kingdom of God and all His righteousness. And then all things will be added to us. If we take care of trusting God and His Word, God takes care of us. But that takes faith to lead the worries of what we're holding on to to trust God in the process. Faith allows you to see that this is more than a passage that describes the week of creation. 
By faith the worlds were framed by the Word of God. This is more than just a creation passage. By faith we see that God even now today is still holding the entire universe in place. By faith we understand that God is still in control. Regardless of what is happening around us or is about to happen in the natural, we are to keep our trust in our heavenly Commander who has directed His kingdom to come. And He has directed His will to be done since the beginning of time. And God is faithful. Let us not be deterred by what's going on around us because a lot has happened around us. God is faithful to see His kingdom come. That's why we pray it, and that's what we are to believe. Hebrews 11.4 By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and through it, being dead, he still speaks. It still speaks. Why was Abel's sacrifice of the livestock more excellent than Cain's sacrifice of the harvest? It's because Abel followed the prescribed way to approach God through the shedding of blood. The shed blood of sacrifice still speaks today. It speaks to us from the cross. The shed blood of Jesus still speaks to us today. We honor God by following His commands, not what we think God is, not what we think, well, God could never do that, or God would never say that. Let's go to His Word and let God define Himself. God gave us a prescribed way to go to Him was by the blood of sacrifice. But since Jesus died once and for all, that sacrifice covers all of us. So knowing that is because of Jesus' sacrifice that we can even approach a holy God. That's why we talk so much about Jesus. Because He made a way for us where there was no way. We honor God by following His commands. His prescribed way of doing things being led by the Holy Spirit through faith and through patience. Hebrews 11.5 By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Many times when Enoch is mentioned, the attention is drawn to the fact that he did not experience death. God simply took him. And this is indeed true. But one huge factor often escapes our understanding of Enoch. You see, Enoch did not live a short life. And the Bible tells us that Enoch lived on this earth for 365 years. Let me ask you a question. How does one please God for 365 years? I'll tell you. It's through a patient continuance in faith and being led by the Spirit of God and not by the Spirit of the world. How can we hope to follow God through the challenges of the world today and the unstable times and the elements all around us? Through a patient continuance in faith and being led by the Spirit of God. Hebrews 11.6 But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. 
For he who comes to God must believe that He is. And that He, speaking of God, is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. That are given their credence to His Word through prayer and meditation and not given credence to being moved off the block by what's happening in the world. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. We must be led by our faith. Believing that God is who He says He is. That He sent Jesus to us as our only answer. By faith, we still cling to the truth of God's promise that He gave to the prophets concerning Jesus. I'm going to share a part of Scripture that many times is only talked about around Christmas time. It's many times only talked about around Advent time because it's a fulfillment of Scripture, but it's really for today. It comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verse 6. You'll recognize the passage. But don't think of it immediately as an Advent or a Christmas message. Think of it as God speaking to the prophet for today, right now, what we need from God. Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. Did you hear what I said? The government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Do you still believe this? Do you believe God at His Word? Or is your heart unsettled by what is happening around us? By faith, we must come back to His Word, which is unchanging. And it is the only stability of our times. How can this have lasted as long as it has? I'll tell you, it's by the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit has protected the truth in this Bible. It has not changed. It has not evolved. And even attacks on it today say the Bible is archaic and it needs to be rewritten. No. This is the only stability in our times is the Word of God. From everlasting to everlasting is His Word to us. We must come back to His Word. His Word is unchanging. This is not merely a Christmas passage, like I said. It's an eternal passage, and it is given to us to hold on to all the more as we see the day approaching. What is that day? It's the day of the Lord. Jesus came to us to be a sacrifice for our sins by dying on the cross to make a way for us, but He said, I'm going to come back again. Hold on to my word. Hold on to my truth. Share this message because people need to hear it. People need hope. And Jesus said, I am the only hope that can build that bridge from where they're at into eternity with Him. But He said, I'm coming back. And He described us, the church, the body of believers around the world, He described us as His, as his bride. And He's the bridegroom coming back for us. And He said, make yourself ready. Are you making yourself ready? Are you spending even more time in the Word than you did last year? Are you spending more time in prayer? And not just reading a passage to get your time in, but actually meditating on the Word and reflecting on it. Are you part of a Bible study or a group of believers that it can encourage you, that you can ask questions, that you can continue to learn and continue to grow? 
What are we doing? Are we, be, are we being open to conviction by the Holy Spirit so that we allow God to change us? Are you making yourselves ready because He's coming back for us, His bride? With this perspective, with the realities of today at hand, let us see this ancient and prophetic Word as God is desiring to plant it deep into our hearts this day for the season that we are currently in. Let's go on to Isaiah 9, verse 7. Of the increase of His government, speaking of God's, Christ, of the increase of His government and peace, there will be no end. Only the peace of God has no end. The peace of man moves up and down. It's conditional. With the peace of God, there is no end. Upon the throne of David and over His kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. God is a God of justice. God is a, a, a God of judgment. If we do not follow His Word, but if we do, we're brought into that realm by His grace and passed over. We need to stay close to Him. But to see all this happen, to see this established and ordered forever, who will perform this? Who will bring it to pass? Who will see to it that His kingdom comes? Not man. The Lord God Almighty, the Lord of hosts, will see to it to bring it to pass. It is He who demands our focus and our attention, our praise and our worship. We must be diligent in seeking Him that He may reward us with His presence. You see, that some of these big, giant churches are sharing a false gospel. They're saying that Jesus came to give you an abundant life. He's going to bless you and He's going to multiply all your giving, so give more. And yes, we are to give to God. But when Jesus said, I come to give you the abundant life, the abundant life are things that we cannot always touch and see. Just to know that God gives you His presence and He's with you and you can feel His presence and you know He's listening to you and you can even hear Him speak to your heart. What a blessing that is. We must be diligent to seek Him. That He may reward us with His presence and with His assurance and with His peace that the world cannot take away. In these passages of the book of Hebrews, it goes on to talk of the faith of Noah and Abraham and Sarah and Isaac and Jacob, all heirs of the same promise of God. Promises that they waited for, not by their ability to have faith, but by their faith in the ability of their God. Hebrews 11.13 these, all these people, Abraham, Noah, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, these all died in faith, not having received the promises. What's that mean? It means Jesus hadn't come yet to make a way for them yet. They, but they still died on this earth believing and waiting for that promise. But they saw them afar off and were assured of them. Embraced them, and listen to this, confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on this earth. You see, all of the great men and women of faith that have gone before us, 
The ones who held the promises of God even without seeing them completely fulfilled in the natural. They all stood on one defining declaration that kept them focused on God through whatever trial they passed through on this earth. They confessed that they were strangers, sojourners, and pilgrims on this earth. They were in this world, but they were not of this world. Brothers and sisters, we are in this world, we are not of this world. Hebrews 11, verse 14. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. They knew their homeland. They all had an eternal focus that guided them through whatever befell them. They knew that they were just passing through. And so they did not hold on so tightly to their power of this earth or to their rights of this earth or, or to the things of the world. They didn't get so upset and offended that those things were taken from them. They let them go because they were seeking a homeland. This was not their home. This is not our home. We are in this world. We are not of this world. And we seek a heavenly homeland. Amen? You see, they didn't spend their time playing tug-of-war with the world as if the world could take away their homeland because it cannot. They declared plainly that they sought a homeland, the same one we are to be seeking today when we ask for God's kingdom to come. Hebrews 11.15 And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. And yet, God still gave them this free will. God still gave them the choice to declare the homeland of their choosing, even as He does for us today. God allows each of us to declare where our homeland is. You see, if they had dwelled on the offerings of earth or the perceived security from where they came or they were passing through, God would have allowed them to return. He does the same for us. He doesn't make us follow Him. We have a choice. He doesn't make us seek Him. We have to be diligent to seek Him intentionally. He doesn't force us to look ahead. If we cling to the power and the fame and the prestige and the comforts of this world, then God freely allows us to do so. However, in making our choice for the deceptive pleasures of this world, we reject the eternal and secure promises of the world to come. An eternity with our Lord in His heavenly kingdom. Do you even understand how awesome the world is to come? I think maybe you've probably heard this joke before, but a guy went up to heaven and he had his stuff with him and he got to the gates and he said, well, why did you bring something with me? So I, I just I, I have some stuff I wanted to make my time here more enjoyable. And he opened up a suitcase and it was all filled with gold. And the person at the gate said, why did you bring pavement with you? Because they're the streets of gold in heaven. Amen? Do you know the streets of gold? Do you know gold, pure gold is purified? It's not the gold that we see. It's so purified that it's clear. It's transparent. 
So God says, I'm going to take you like gold and I'm going to refine you by fire. I'm going to take out all the impurities in your life and it's going to be difficult. And you might see it as chastisement or you might see it as trial or you might see it as difficulty. But if you trust me and hold on to what your heart sees instead of what your eyes sees, I'm going to purify you. I'm going to day by day make you more like me. That's what we are looking forward to. That is our homeland, church. That's what we are to be reminded of. But if we choose the deceptive pleasures of this world, we reject the secure promises of the world to come. And eternity with our Lord in His heavenly kingdom, with all those, all our family and friends who believed in Jesus and trusted Him all the way through. The cloud of witnesses that have gone before us still speak to us today to not spend our time calling to mind the country from which we have come out or the country through which we are passing through. Rather, we are called to keep lockstep with them, with the people who are passing through, and to seek a homeland not made by human hands, but by the Spirit of God. Hebrews 11.16 But now they desire something better. They desire a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He has prepared a city for them. God has great things prepared for those who believe, who hold on by faith, who trust what God is doing in the supernatural, even though the natural is all messed up. God is still moving. The Spirit of God is still hovering over the world, calling His people to come near to Him. And He is the rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Would you be courageous enough to trust God at His Word? Even as the world falls apart around us, God's preparing a city for us. You see, the fruit by which we must judge our own hearts is where do your desires lie? Are you getting upset, enraged, fearful, doubtful, and unraveled by what's happening around you in the world? Or are you pressing into God all the more for His kingdom to come as you seek your heavenly homeland? Do you desire better than what is being taken away or what is being promised to us on this earth? You see, it is in the determination of your homeland that your peace rests or falls. Do you know your homeland? If the events of this day, this age, this world are unsettling you, then it's time to declare which homeland you are truly seeking. And maybe you've been duped, and maybe you've been pulled off, and maybe you've been influenced just a little too much. Don't shame yourself. We're all human. We're not there yet. But if you're convicted by the truth of God's Word, Come back and say, no, I'm not going to stand for that. I'm not going to be pulled into the world. I'm not going to be pulled into anger. I know where my homeland is. And I'm seeking my homeland. And I'm going to trust God because even though I can't see it, I believe He's moving to the supernatural realm. I believe great things are falling in the supernatural realm. And eventually it's going to be manifested in the natural. But right now, I believe my God. That faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It doesn't mean it's not happening. It just means we can't see it with our natural eyes. 
But if you are being unsettled, then declare your homeland that God has given us and respond accordingly. God has prepared a heavenly homeland for all those that He has called to Himself and to those who are seeking Him in all things through faith and patience and have found their peace in Him even during the midst of the storm. God's eternal blessing truly rests upon them. Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You for the power of Your Word. We thank You for the searing truth of Your Word that wakes us up, that gets us focused onto Your promises. Lord God, for those of us who have lost our focus, who have been distracted, for those who have been in sin and feeling that they can't break through, for those of us who are walking in shame and guilt, we understand that's why You sent Jesus to us to die for our sins, no matter what they are. We thank You for a grace that forgives us of all of our sins. We thank You that You come when You plant the Word in our hearts. You plant eternity into our hearts to give us our focus of our homeland. So God, right now today, we ask You that You change our focus and You give us that steel vision to focus on You that we are not unsettled by the things that happen in the world. Help us to know by faith that You are moving mightily in the heavenly realms. Help us as a body to come together to pray for one another, to pray for this community, to pray for our country, to pray that all would come under the knowledge of You and the fear of God. We thank You for the opportunity even to come to You right now to lift up our hearts. Lord God, change our focus. Help us to see that city that You are preparing for us. Let that be our focus. Help us to know our homeland. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.